0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. But I've got five blurb writers, and at the very top of the list is Bill O'Reilly, and what a beautiful blurb he wrote for me. He was the best. He still is the best. He'll always be the best. He does a spectacular show every weeknight here on 77 WABC at 9 o'clock. You hear from him throughout the morning on our show at 725 and afternoons. He's got his own website, BillOReilly.com, where if you want news, you're not going to get better. His interviews, his stories, his TV show, fantastic. He comes off in really a tremendous uh, two-state stay with Donald Trump. And, of course, his killing series is the best series in the history of books, in the history of books. And his next one coming out about the jihad may be the best of all. With all that said, here he is, the great Bill O'Reilly. Good morning, Bill.
1: You know, I'm living large down here in Florida. No, you're not. You know, I, uh, yeah, I'm here. Oh. I'm down here. Oh. I passed the breakers last night, and I kind of yelled out, I know Sid. <laughs> I know Sid. No, um, yeah, I'm there. down in uh, Palm Beach doing some uh, some work uh, for the O'Reilly Empire. And um, – I'm happy to talk to you guys, so how are you doing?
0: Well, we are doing great. Bernie is back getting his second round of chemo today, so it's just me today, Bill. But, you know, I know you got a long history down in Florida. And for people that don't know your whole life story, which is an amazing story of how you rose to the top and where you are today, but you spent some time down there in South Florida teaching many years ago, right?
1: Uh, yes, so I taught in a uh, ghetto school, Catholic school, in Opalaca, Florida, Oof. which is north of Miami. Yep, and at the time it was the crack capital of the world, um, and I was pleased to be there. Uh, the kids were great. It was uh, what they call a diverse student body: uh, Cuban, white, black, and uh, I had a good two years down there, and I learned an enormous amount about. Not only Florida, but about human nature, and it really served me well um, in my uh, in my career. And so, you know, I have a I have an affinity for Florida, but I'm, I'm just writing a little column here um, about the difference of life down here yep. and in New York.
0: Oh, it is uh, it not, is night and day. I know. I was just down in yeah, Hollywood, Florida. I mean, yeah. It's, it's like two different countries. Yep. It is. And, you know, um, y- you talked about how opa when you were there, was the crack capital of the world. And I know you know what's going on with uh, the White House uh, offering crack pipes to users. And, again, I say this, Bill, as a recovering addict, I'm always sympathetic. Even a guy like Hunter Biden, every now and then I find myself sympathetic. Not often, but every now and then. But what the White House is doing to appease the drug user is, and I'm a recovering addict. It is absolutely disgusting. What are your thoughts on that?
1: It's a complicated issue, and we're investigating just how much taxpayer money uh, is going to go to facilitate the use of hard drugs. I always come back to children, and um, 70% of all child abuse and neglect in this country is caused by substance abusers. So while it is a disease, it's not a disease that you um, catch. It's something you acquire. Um, There's a lot of heredity involved in it. I have it in my family, Irish family. Um, You know, it's alcohol. But there's got to be a message sent to society that if you are going to use narcotics or get drunk every day, you're going to hurt other people. And that's the message. And you know it better than anybody. Of course. You're going to hurt people that you love and other people. And that message is not sent.
0: No, it's so, not. That, that is the message. You're right. right, Bill. That's what they should be concentrating on, not that's coddling. It. Right.
1: That's it. I couldn't so agree they, more. That there, there is no nobility in becoming addicted to narcotics. There is in rehabbing and getting out of it. Because that shows character and that shows that you understand that your actions are are um, deleterious. But the message that we're sending, not only in drugs and alcohol in this country, is that whatever you want to do is OK. Right. That's wrong. It's not OK. Nope. It, it's not a, a situation where. We have a district attorney in New York City who says, you know, if you sell heroin or crack or even fentanyl on the street, I'm not going to punish you. Do you know how many tens of thousands of people have died taking those substances? And how I would say millions of people all over the world have been enslaved in the sense that they degrade themselves to get the money to buy the narcotics, Mm. and then you have law enforcement saying, go ahead, Mm. go ahead and do it. Mm. I'm not going to punish you. And, you know, that would be like me as a teacher in the classroom going, hey, you want to curse at me? You want to not do your assignments? You want to disrupt the class? Go ahead.
0: Go ahead. You know, in the same spirit I could also use in this situation, you use the teacher and the student, It would also be sort of something like, oh, I don't know, the National Football League putting on a halftime show where the talent is allowed to write songs about killing cops, which, of course, is your column. Does the NFL hate cops? But that makes sense in the scenario, too. Just another example of what you're talking about, yes? Yes. I basically
1: am appalled that Roger Goodell and the owners of the National Football League would put on a Super Bowl show. Featuring people who have encouraged their listeners to kill police officers. And I have their lyrics in my column on BillOReilly.com. The column is titled, Does the NFL Hate Cops? Now, they're justified all day long. You know, they're not really, they don't really mean it. Hey, you know, we have to start to draw a line here that you want a civilized society or you don't. Now, is this not a family-friendly venue, the Super Bowl? Don't people get together in neighborhoods and watch the game and have some snacks and, you know, uh, in a very wholesome good way, and then all of a sudden we got uh, Snoop and Dr. Dre and Eminem up there doing what they do? Mm. What kind of message does that send to the world? Remember, Super Bowl goes out all over the world. What kind of message is that? You know, can't Earth, Wind, and Fire do the show? Oh, I love them. Or the 50th anniversary of the Doobie Brothers? or we have a, a unbelievable amount of talent in this country, and and this is what we have to have. Now, look, I'm not calling for a boycott. I know Calvin brought us uh, Snoop Dogg. Uh, I've had conversations with him. I don't have anything personally against him, but when you read his lyrics, they're wrong. I'm going to use that word. They are wrong. And you're rewarding that, Roger Goodell. What's the matter with you? What are you doing this for? <laughs> he's doing it for diversity and inclusion, and he wants to think that he's woke and all of this garbage that is destroying the fabric of our society. You don't think eleven and twelve year old kids in poor neighborhoods with no father, unsupervised, listen to why do you go out and get a gun and kill a cop? That make they they absorb that i agree i agree with you all gonna do it nope but it's a it's a diminution of respect toward the police do we have respect toward the police in new york city generally speaking no no we do not nope i mean again i'll go back to brag the da if you resist arrest if you punch a cop or spit at a cop, i'm not going to prosecute you if he's trying to stop you from selling heroin and you turn around and kick him in the in the leg? I ah, don't worry about it. You know what? You think I'm exaggerating? No, this you, guy put that in his
0: memo. He did. No, you're he not exaggerating. It. Yep, I know. I know he did. But I got to tell you, Bill. You know what annoys me almost as much, not as much. Believe me when I tell you, I'm disgusted, Snoop Dogg. I don't like him. Uh, I'm not a fan of his. I don't know him personally. I don't want him, okay? I can't stand him, and I think the NFL is doing a terrible job here. But what annoys me almost as much is people that go, well, now I'm not going to watch the Super Bowl. Why? Just shut the halftime show off. I get, like, they they get on their soapbox, and I'm so angry now, and odds are they're not big NFL fans in the first place. But for some reason, that annoys me, too. Why does it got to be one of those two extremes?
1: Well, you know, people want, to take some action. that That's what that's all about. Okay, They, they want to stop the madness. And I understand that. I don't think by not watching the Super Bowl or the halftime show that it's going to do any good at all. I have to watch. It's my job to watch it. I'll watch the game. I'll watch the Super Bowl show. Right. I'll report on Monday what my impressions are. Right. Okay? Um, but I think see, that most people, I hope, most people in this country, I've had it have had it, and they want to find a way to stop all this progressive, destructive stuff. And this is just like, you know, acting out or venting. Um, But the National Football League needs to take a hard look at itself on many, many different levels. And I hope you take the time to watch the interview I had with Stephen A. Smith last night on the No Spin News. It was very instructive about the whole league, about what's happening there in the race area and other areas. And you're never gonna see a discussion like that on cable news or network news, ever. Oh, we should play okay, that. So we should play that it's tomorrow. Me and Smith. Yeah, it's me and Smith, mono and mono, and I like Smith. You like him, All right.
0: And we get it. Uh, Tiki actually came back at Stephen A. Smith on the fan yesterday and uh, said he was very disappointed that Stephen A. Smith, the predominant big-time black guy in the business, went after Tiki, another black guy in the business, and and pretty much said what I thought, which was Stephen A. Smith was wrong on this. He's completely out of bounds on this Bryant Flores situation. Now, just summarize for us what is Stephen A. Smith what what bill of goods did he try to sell to you?
1: Well. I don't give people a chance to just spout off. I do analytics first. So there have been 24 black coaches in the NFL in its history, right? I, two eight now. of them have winning records. Eight. Only eight. That's only one-third. Right. 16 have losing records. And my belief is that you could be Barney the Purple Dinosaur if you can win games these NFL owners will hire you. Agreed. Okay? Right. But to, Smith is correct when he says there is a cronyism and a favoritism with the owners and certain coaches. That is true. It is in the media. Uh, I've, I've lived it my whole life. And someday we'll get into the fact that I left ABC News working for Peter Jennings because I knew I couldn't get uh, promoted much higher because my name wasn't stone or forest. Gotcha. <laughs> I used to yell at my mother, couldn't you name me after an inanimate object? That's uh, funny. I'm Bill. Right. Bill from Levitown. <laughs> All right? right? There was a classism there. Yep. And I thought, I knew it. And that system is in play. But it's not a skin color situation. So Smith is a is a smart guy. Yeah. And I think I mediated a, a detente between him and Barber, and I like Tiki Barber. Me too. Okay? I, I think I was, uh, you know, because Smith respects me. He knows that I don't patronize him. He knows I'm not a skin color guy. He knows that I'm fair, and I base my analysis on facts. And when I hit him with, look, if you're not winning, you're going to lose your job. That's okay? It. Yep. That's it. Yep. That's what the league is. It's a ruthless money machine, and it always has been. And that being said, don't bet this game. Don't bet this game because nobody can predict this game.
0: No, it's tough. Um, you no, know, I, I think the the you know they want to bet the Bengals. Burrow's a great story. They're the underdog, but but. The Rams are a very good team. They win this game just a couple of years ago, and they're really the better team on Sunday. So I think it's a you're right, it's a tough game to really predict the outcome. Very tough.
1: Right. Because you have a name factor, and I'm actually having dinner with Joe tonight.
0: Oh, he's up in Jupiter. Uh, and he, by the way, he he closed out his career in Los Angeles with the Rams.
1: That's right. And he could barely walk, but right. he could still throw the ball sixty yards. <laughs> right. But anyway, the key to this game is if the Cincinnati offensive line can keep Von Miller and the other guy off Burrow.
0: Dan McDonald, that's right. Burrow
1: is naming. And Burrow could engineer an upset victory because he's that good.
0: Yep, agreed.
1: But he's not going to be that good if he's got giant guys pounding him every play. Right. And I don't know whether that Cincinnati offensive line can keep the L.A guys who are who are really good, the defense, off Burrow. That's the key to the game. Agreed. But if you're betting that game, you're betting on a guess. So, you know, there's no analytics you can bring to it. You don't know if they can keep uh, the Rams out of the backfield
0: with Burrow. I agree. And
1: that's the game right there.
0: That is the perfect analysis. Bill, I will see you, I guess, at the Gordon on Wednesday night. Yes? Yes, we're going to frighten everyone at the Garden. Uh, O'Reilly and uh, Sid
1: will be on display. Spike Lee is going to have a heart attack. You know that, right? (laughs) Oh, he's sitting next to Spike? Is that what we're sitting? Yeah, we're going to sit near him, and I'm going to heckle him. I'm heckling Spike. Oh, that's going to be great. I'm going to give Spike enough money to buy new glasses. (laughs) (laughs)
0: to be great well i can't wait so you enjoy uh palm beach and give my regards joe and i are very good friends too give my regards to nameth later on tonight and i'll see you next wednesday at the garden buddy i love you thank you
1: okay sid and that's the bernie we're always praying for him
0: absolutely i'll send along your best when i speak to him later on today the great bill o'reilly the highlight of the weekend once again did not disappoint that was amazing at info at gabolaw.com Gao Gobble Law where winning is no accident.